You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Everybody should have an annual plan. So we're getting ready for 2023 to start. It's really good just to pick a few things. And I did say a few things because I was the guy that tried to pick 92 things. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish all these. And I'd fill up a beautiful, you know, spiral bound notebook like this. And I thought I would bless my team with all these ideas. Well, what I didn't know, I was fire hosing them. This is Growth in Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast where we ask the question, what does growth in dentistry look like to you? I'm Katie Polson, a dental hygienist and your host. Welcome to Growth and Dentistry, a dental intelligence podcast. I am Katie Polson, and we are, well, first of all, a big hello to anybody who's first time listener. So grateful to have you here. Uh, this is a 30 minute actionable podcast, and we're trying to we tackle a problem that we're trying to solve. And today we're talking about having the best last quarter ever and what that entails. And we've got an awesome guest today. I love him dearly, and I'm sure if you listen to dental podcasts, you've heard of him too, but it's Kirk Barron from Act Dental, uh, the best practice of the show. He's awesome, but we'll help introduce him in just a minute. I have my trusty co-host today who's going to help me out with some questions, Jessica Lamers, um, because um, those of you who have listened to the show might hear something a little bit differently, and it's called Katie's Phoebe friend's voice, and it's very raspy, and I won't make you listen to it much longer, um, that I did have COVID last week, so all is well. It was my turn to have it, um, but but we're, we're struggling a little bit in the voice department, but I wanted to do a little bit of intro and also talk to you about some of the things that we have coming up. So first of all, um, if you are a fan of Facebook, you can find us there uh, at the Dental Intelligence Community there and come join like-minded data nerds and come learn about automation and how that affects your practice. And it's a great place to be. Uh, if you are not a current customer and you want to be one, you can go to get.dentalintel.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, listeners to our show get $50 when they complete a demo. And that link will also be in our show notes. And um, lastly, and for those of you that listen to dental podcasts, more than likely you've heard of Voices of Dentistry. Maybe you've, um, maybe you've even been, but uh, if you haven't, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a conference unlike any other conference I've been to. It's super fun. You can get continuing education. You can rub shoulders with some really amazing people and you get to meet and talk to some of the people that you probably have been listening to for a long time and, and learning from. So it's an awesome show. And the reason why I'm bringing that up today is because we're giving away some free tickets or free admission to that show. And so you can, that show is January 20th, 21st, and tw- January 20th and 
to 21st in 2023. Woo! And it's um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. So it's a perfect time to go get into the heat and the sun, especially here in Utah. I would be so happy to do that. Um, and just come join us. So if you want to email me at kpolsen, P-O-U-L-S-E-N, at dentalintel.com, I'm just going to give them away to the first people to email me. So I'll make sure that that, sh- that link is also in our show notes. So without further ado, so grateful to have you, Kirk on. Kirk on. <laughs> We're up to a great start. <laughs> hey, I'm going to change my name now. Kirk on. I like that. Like it <laughs> sounds like keep things rolling here. You know? Oh my gosh. Anyway, welcome to the show. Tell us yeah. a little about yourself and then I'm going to let Jessica take over here. Well, Katie, thanks for having me back. I always love you guys. You guys are just awesome. Not only are you guys a great partner for us, um, I'm this, I started this company called Act Dental. We're a coaching company for dentists. And so I've always, you know, I've been a big believer of better practice, better life. So I love helping people create a better, people always come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I need to make more money. I think we can help people make more money than anybody, but like life is the reason why you started this in the first place. So a lot of our practices work 32 clinical hours. They have a great life. They love what they do. They keep it, you know, tight. They um, have a great team and uh, they enjoy the road ahead. So, and I love the topic for today. And so Jessica, you're new to this whole like conversation, but put your seatbelt on because we could be here for a while. This is going to be yeah. fun. <laughs> I love so, it. It's good stuff. But uh, no, I have a podcast too. And I just enjoy, I, I mean, as you, Katie, I love, I just love CE. I love this profession. It's one of the greatest professions ever. It's extremely noble. Uh, just a lot of good, good people. And if you're listening to this, a lot of you got the same start that all of us had. I just love going to CE. I enjoyed the people. I enjoyed the conversations. I got like excited learning. Like I didn't think, I mean, I was a terrible student in high school. And then my mom was like, you like going to these courses? Why didn't you like that in high school? I'm like, I don't know. But I really <laughs> enjoyed it. And then also like the conversations afterwards, whether they be in the bar, or in a cab or whatever is like I, just on the side, you see some so many great people that are just willing to help you. Uh, and so that's that's kind of like how we got here. Yeah, that's exactly mm-hmm. how we got here. Yeah. I so, mean, uh, I can definitely relate to the whole, why, why didn't you like going to school, but why do you like going to these? It's like you find your niche and your people that you just get along with and you like have a passion to keep like getting more knowledge and data and, and connections. Um, well, you know, today's topic, uh, so I just, case acceptance can kind of be tricky this time of year. Um, we have people that went to, uh, went, want to use up benefits, but funds are also limited due to holiday spending and a looming recession to that. And we are sure that, uh, there are practices looking for some advice on managing those waters. What advice do you have for practices trying to optimize end of year benefits and getting patients to say yes at the same time? Yeah. So end of year benefits. Now I'll just start by saying this and then we'll go into the details of it is I think as a dentist or anybody, you always got to be thinking like the best is ahead. Like that's just a fundamental thing. It's called a future poll. It's very important for all of us psychologically. So I I love the idea of a quarter being ahead, but I also like the idea of next year, the year after. That's why we have each one of our clients do a 10 year, three year, two year one-year plan is just to think better. Now, a couple of things. Let me start here. You always have to have a bigger plan because it helps you make better decisions. So if you have a 10-year plan, you might not know all the details, but you can be calm enough in the moment to say, okay, listen, this is how this is all going to come together and it's not going to be perfect. And then three, two, one, 
Um, that's just the natural progression. But I'll start with the simple one, which is everybody should have an annual plan. So we're getting ready for 2023 to start. It's really good just to pick a few things. And I did say a few things because I was the guy that tried to pick 92 things. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to finish all these. And I'd fill up a beautiful, you know, spiral bound notebook like this. And I thought I would bless my team with all these ideas. Well, what I didn't know, I was fire hosing them. So uh, now with the help of a coach and an operator, system. I'm a big fan of the traction operating system, if anybody's familiar with the EOS, which is you figure out who you are, which is your core purpose and your core values and why you do what you do. And you get really clear about that. And then you determine your one-year plan. So your one-year plan involves a few KPIs every quarter, which are key performance indicators, which dental Intel is the very best at, and a few priorities. And you cycle through those quarterly. So I would tell you like, um, my heart goes out to you if you're just looking to capitalize on the quarter. You know, that's kind of short. <laughs> it's kind of short-sighted. And I was there. You know, I, I used to be that person. Like, let's finish the year strong. And you're like, wow, we got to Christmas. Thank God. And then you're like, okay, 92. So I would say get out of that pattern of like, oh, we just got to capitalize and somehow finish strong. I would tell you like, every quarter is the best quarter. And I don't subscribe to the whole downturn. So people go, oh, that's a slow month. Get rid of that right away. If you have a slow month, that's a pattern in your brain. That is not a pattern in your practice. That is, you've created that self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, my son goes to this new baseball, you know, club team. And the coach said, please forgive my French, but he said, don't ever say you suck. Like, don't ever tell yourself I suck because the second you tell yourself you suck, you do. They believe it. We don't, we don't do that here. And I was like, I love this. Like you don't put yourself down or tell yourself patterns. So I, I I'm going to start with that just because I love it when practice is like, no, like we're ahead. Like the cool Q4 is gravy. So, um, and the other thing I would say about capitalizing on insurance benefits. Now, let me just say this because I'm 52 and I don't care anymore. I'm just going to tell you the truth. So if you if you were looking for a soft podcast today, you're not getting it. So if you're looking to capitalize on insurance benefits, I get it. But you're also building more of that. You're just building more of like, what can insurance pay for? What can Now, there's a certain truth to that. But you don't want, that shouldn't be the focus of all your phone calls. It shouldn't be the focus of all your energy. The focus of your energy should be like, how do we do our best for our patients all the time? And we're building these annuities that mature, not maybe not at our own speed, but they mature eventually. And I think that's a better, healthier way to think about it. And I have young dentists that are like, no, I've got so many people in the queue right now and we're just taking really good care of them. And we do these little, like they decide ultimately on these treatment plans. And when they do, man, it keeps us crazy busy. And that speaks to your systems. So um, I'm a big fan of like thinking bigger than that. And then also taking it to an operating system that's uh, 13 weeks. So again, you're giving, I'm giving you a long answer for this, but like, I'm going to give you the, like, guys, if you're listening by this far into the podcast, I'm going to give you the whole secret is like, it's so cool because every human being can get around 13 weeks. I do the same thing with my team. We figure out what we want to do for the year and we just break it down into quarters. Mm -hmm. And so I have 18 people on my team. 18 people can get around getting three things done. 18 people can get their brain around achieving five metrics, which are leading indicators, which lend itself to the lagging indicators. You can't get your brain around everybody trying to do everything and just finish strong. It's too hard. 
And once it's really cool, once you get into this pattern, which is a better pattern for everybody that's listening, you start to teach yourself a story. You're like, wow, we actually did all that last yeah. quarter. And then you sit with your team and you go, so, so what's that mean to you guys? Well, I think we could do more. And you as a leader go, what, what did you guys just say? I think we could do better. And you're like, whoa, that's crazy. What do you think we could do? And it becomes their idea. And that's the fun part of being a leader. You know, everybody dreams of having that, but a lot of times people don't know how to get it. And I'll tell you, don't like think any farther. Some of the best businesses in the world, businesses that do $180 million a year use this exact system. So don't tell yourself, oh, I'm a dental practice. It's different. That's the ultimate lie. Use a simple operating system like Gino Wickman's. And this is, we teach it our own way, but it's the same principles, you know, just simple, keep it simple. So, um, I'll pause there because I could go this, I could talk for an hour. <laughs> so this, does Jessica, and then also too, I think um, when it comes to Maximum, let me get into the specifics. Um, all of this is really done in the huddle for the most part. You know, having an incredible huddle is like 90% of it. And let me give you an example. A great huddle really run very well. You have somebody who is a champion of certain things, past due balances, people that should be in. So let me, let's start with past due balances. I would love to come work the front desk of one of your offices. It would be so fun. I would have so much fun. I would take control of that. I would pull everyone's pull past balances. I would start in the mm -hmm. schedule today and I would tell everybody in the huddle, okay, guys, listen, before she goes back, she comes to see me. She owes us $1,700. I'm going to collect it all before we start. We good? <laughs> and, and once you start to do that, everyone goes, wow, you collected the 1700 before we start. Yeah, because you don't do that. You start to repeat patterns mm -hmm. and the balances grow and people don't show. And you got to have somebody who's like, no, I want to win in this department, you know, and don't, here's one more thing about the money. Like a lot of dentists get stuck on the money. Listen, money is to your practice, what oxygen is to your body without <laughs> it, both die. Okay. So. And you're giving it all away. So you have to have somebody who feels they're not mean. They're not aggressive. They just go, no, we got to get paid for what we do. Yeah. And so I think to your question, when it comes to finishing the year strong or getting caught up on balances, I, mean, I could sit in any huddle and tell you, okay, we're missing $10,000 today. Let <laughs> me collect it before you see these patients, because it's not about the money. We're going to stop the behavior. We're going to stop the behavior of people just showing up, getting free dentistry. And then we kind of ask for it. Maybe, no, you should be paid for what you do. And let me put one more layer on that because that's what I love to do. I think money spent on dentistry is one of the best investments a human being could ever make. Everyone in your practice has to believe that. It is a tragedy if anyone in your practice thinks what we do is expensive. It's not really worth it. That is Failure at the highest level. Now, my heart goes out to you if you're in that place, but I would tell you, don't stay there. You've got to get your team immersed in education. You've got to get them involved. Like I could show you statistically that money spent on your oral health is going to improve your life. It's going to improve the quality of your life, possibly the length of your life. Like you will be a so happy person if you make this investment in your oral health. Now that's what I believe. So that's going to translate in how I communicate, how I talk, how I make eye contact. And I think the person who does that, it should be everybody, including the dentist. Right. I mean, you're going to feel that if I work your front desk. If I work your front desk, I'm going to tell you, Mrs. Jones, it is a considerable investment, but you are worth every penny. 
And it is an investment that is a great one for you. And let me share with you why. We're talking about implants here. This is not so much about a screw right here. You have a gorgeous face and we're going to retain the shape of that gorgeous face. And I will tell you, I work for an amazing dentist, but she's an even better human being. And you're in excellent hands. And so there's moments of truth that happen that transcend the whole, how do we get a few extra bucks today type of a thing. So gosh, right. I got to, I got to pause. No, I, I, you gave a lot of good information. Like, you know, I, I personally love EOS because I've, I've worked at NIDS DSO and that's how yeah. we ran our business. I am, I'll tell you, I'm not the visionary. Nope. I'm futuristic. And in the sense, like I like to think ahead, but I'm not the person who puts the ideas on the table. I'm the and a person that analyzes it. So it's great to hear that other people are using that and that's how they're running their business. And it, it's guide, it's how you're guiding other people to, to run their business. It's uh, yeah. it takes every personality type too, right? It's not just, just the one person that's a visionary, the analyzer, you've got the person who's gonna do it and the person that's gonna operate that and have it keep turning. Um, every day and day in and day out, but you have those KPIs that teach you where you need to be spending your time. You're saying some uh, of my favorite things ever, because you're, you're saying like the key secret here, that's the secret sauce is that, as you can imagine, I'm the visionary. So like, I think in pictures, I have 30 ideas a day, 10 of them are, well, no, 20 of them are really bad all the time. Like only three of, I would say really, let me listen net, 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 like 30 ideas a day, three of them are good. The rest are terrible. So like, um, that every business needs two people. It needs a visionary and it needs an integrator. Somebody who's all about details, somebody who says no, somebody who organizes the money. And when you put those two together, <laughs> it's magical. It's absolutely magical. And you don't have to look far. I mean, Steve Jobs, Wozniak, you had, I mean, every single business has a thinker and a doer, you know? And so it's important. And when I read the book, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like therapy at the highest level. Cause now I know who I am. Cause I'll, I was trying too hard to be both of those people. And that's a disaster in itself. <laughs> and, and also you need people that can think better to improve things. And so everybody has a place on that. So I don't know, it's fun stuff. And that's for a different episode, but yeah, yeah I, I totally, I, I told you. I wasn't going to talk very much because I don't want to make it so people have to listen to my voice, but I do want to point out something that, that you said that I, I really loved and that um, in regards to getting people to invest in the idea of that dentistry is the best place that you can spend your money. And I think specifically right now with like, as we, as we talk, as she framed the question, you know, um, case acceptance at the end of the year um, can be a little tricky, especially with big cases, right? People aren't will more willing to spend money on larger cases. And for most dentists, those are the things that they like to do more. Um, but also, um, you know, I, whether we're in a recession or we're not, we're headed there. Um, it's, it's on the minds of people right now. Of how do we get people to say yes to, to treatment? For sure. And I, and I think that that just takes it very basic. That's like, you know, like, if everyone has buy-in on your team, that this is the most valuable place that people can spend their money, then, mm -hmm. then that will trickle into every aspect of case acceptance in my yeah, what Yeah. 100%. I, I, I love what you're saying. A couple things that I always say or teach about this is that number one, just to piggyback on dentistry is the best and best dentistry, according to who you listen to is a $350 billion industry. It's not going to dry out. Like everyone's like, it's going to dry. No, it's not. Like that's silly. <laughs> Every expert believes and agrees by 2030, it'll be 700 billion. 
Wow. Like billion. And I did say billion. Yeah. So like if you're sitting there going, nobody's coming to my office, like that's a problem. Okay. (laughs) Everybody like, first of all, like you got to believe like what you do is great. And everybody's got to understand like money spent on dentistry is one of the best investments. Well, let's start there. So that's number one. Number two, you got to build a process because if you're looking and I, I often have a tr- have trouble with the title, like how to get patients to say yes, even though I put it in there and I disclaim, yeah. I, I dispel it. You can't get anybody. If you're in a game where you're just trying to get people to say yes, how pitiful is that? I wouldn't come to your practice because you're just trying to get me to say yes. My my whole thinking is this is like, how do we build a system in which we find out who people are, find out what they want and we just build it. And so. They ultimately say, I want to do this and they Mm -hmm. value it. Now, this is sales training 101. Anytime the price is too high, the value is too low, period, exclamation point. So people aren't saying yes, your fee is too high and you have not created any value for human beings. (laughs) When when you start to create more value, people will go, I thought it was going to be about that much and I want to do this. And you go, what'd you say? (laughs) And they're like, wow, you actually said yes. Like, I mean, I have practices that are like, I don't know where to put these people, but I would tell you there's no magic. If you went to visit them, you go, wow, they're excellent commuters. Wow. They really use the camera. Wow. They ask great questions. Wow. They're really committed to finding out the stories behind these people. There's, you know, there's a missing component to the whole conversation called trust. I am only going to reach into my pocket and spend my discretionary dollars with somebody who I look in in the eyes of the, I go, you're my person. Like I trust you and I am going to give you a lot of money because I want, I value what you do and I value it for me. And so here you go. You guys are all spending, everybody's listening to this. You're spending tons of money. Mm -hmm. Like anyone who says we're headed for a recession, we are, but you're not going to go pump the brakes. Like you're still going out to eat. You're still Mm -hmm. spending all the money on the things that you want. And so your job as a dental care provider is how do we get people to want what we do? Not, I actually think, let me go on a side. I think you should actually take the word need out of your vocabulary. Nobody needs dentistry. They don't need it. You say you need a crown here. I would go, excuse me. (laughs) <laughs> like when people have demonstrated they don't even need teeth people can eat chicken on a bone they don't need oh teeth. Actually live without teeth like how dare you say you need teeth like i don't you don't need teeth that is a lot how about we think like this like i'm gonna figure out what these people want and i'm gonna be the provider i'm gonna help solve problems and i'm gonna think like wants like um you know and and mm-hmm. let's let's step out of dentistry for a second like i hate going to take my truck in Because the lady behind the counter always prints out this thing. She says, like, you need a new carburetor. You need this. You need this. And I'm like, how dare you? I'm offended. (laughs) I take care of my car. And I'm not not doubting that she's correct. But I hate, like, when she grabs my card, it's like, it's like bending in my hand. It's like, I hate every penny I spend with you because I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. But you know what? Somebody comes to my house and they go, you know, we could do this. I go, I want that. You know, I go to dinner and I'm, they go, you know, we've got the, the fresh, um, you know, sea bass this morning. I, yes, I'll have two, please. You know, like I will spend every penny gladly on things that I want because I want them, you know, and I tell the story, uh, you know, I tell myself a story on that. So I think those are big picture concepts. And so, um, that's, 
That's really important. And then let me go down to the granular. So if you're still stuck in the mud, I want to help you get out of the mud. Like, I think you got to build a process. Sales is not an event. It's not a, you know, people often come to our workshops and like, give me the phrase. I want the phrase. Well, I'll Mm -hmm. give you all that, but it's a process. It's a process of all these amazing touch points that somebody, let me give you an example. The first phone call to your office, people should hang up and go, damn, that was good. That's going to be expensive because she was good. No one ever should hang up the phone and go, man, that's going to be cheap. I hope I get out of there, but only paid 50 bucks. They should go, she's good. Like she's really good. And then all these little touch points you should say to yourself as a patient, I've never had this level of care. Like I've never met a group of people that are so in tune with their customers and they really ask great questions and I like them and they like each other. And like, I think it's great, you know, and that's the place I'm going to spend. When you talk about lifetime customer value, if you analyze any business that has large lifetime customer value, they have huge core values and they're, they're all invested in customers. They're all invested in culture. They're invested in the right things that pay huge dividends long-term. Mm-hmm. So I think you got to play the long game. I'm not a fan of the short game. You can play it, but it's, it. let's call it what it is. It's a short game. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to get a few extra bucks. You're going to get a few extra patients and rinse and repeat. Sounds yeah. like a tough road, you know, yeah. long-term. You know, love- the, other, the other thing too is like, uh, I get it. Everybody's in different phases of the PPO game, but ultimately what you have to do, and I'm not, I don't want to go down the road of PPO because I could spend four hours. People have to start paying your full fee, period, period. If you're only charging people a fraction of your fee, you are not creating value for human beings. You have patients in your chair and they are coming to you because you're on a list and you're cheap. You know, and that's hard to hear, but over time, what you can say is, no, I'm getting paid full fee eventually. And I have young dentists that are 34 and they're like, holy crap, I just dropped my last insurance. What do I do now? I'm like, now the training wheels are off. It's your time. This is your go time. And all of them call me and they go, I'm too busy. These people won't go away. I'm like, (laughs) it's the whole, um, it's the whole thing of like, I think, I think you got to be able to see clearly through all of this. Yeah. And I'll, I'll finish the whole answer with this. If you have a problem, it's not the problem. It's how you think about the problem. You might be thinking, well, I live in PPO land. Well, that's not the problem. It's how you think about the problem. Like you got to think better. And I think the biggest challenge for dental offices, leaders is to think better. Like I believe dentistry is one of the best investments you can ever make. I believe you should pay full fee. I should, I believe you should leave at 3 PM. If you work seven to three, I believe you should coach your kids sports. I believe you should be a great parent. I think it's dumb to work after 5 PM. It's dumb. And I don't care if people get so mad at me. They're like, why do you say that? Cause it's dumb. So, cause like, You give up your life to serve a patient base from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. because you're cheap and you're easy to get to, of which these people will leave you in one second. And you leave your kids behind to serve people that don't care. That's dumb. To to work on a Saturday is dumb. To work on a Sunday is dumb. I'm sorry if if that hurts you. But I I care for you and I want you to have a life, you know? And you can have a life. If you are not having a life, it means you don't value what you do. Speaking of... I didn't even answer your question. I just went on a riff like that. Well, speaking of like, you know, valuing and valuing um, others and, you know, I I think oftentimes doctors are like kind of playing with the idea of like they want to give their team a little extra at the end of the year. What advice do you have for managing team appreciation at the end of the year? Oh, you're talking my language now. 
I think your team members should be the highest paid ever in their industry, in your community, ever. All year long, not ever, just at the end of the year. Not all year long. This is my opinion and it doesn't, you don't have to like it. Bonuses don't work. They just don't. Some people have figured out a bonus calculator system and we could argue that's debatable. Bonuses come and go based on the health of the business. I believe that you should figure out how to take care of a human being, find out what they need from a salary perspective and say, let's up this game. So let me talk to both sides of this. Some team members listening to this, and this is the harsh truth. They don't live paycheck to paycheck. They live in tighter intervals than that. They need the predictability of a paycheck and it's got to be a good one. I'll just say that if your team compensation is too high and you're like, Kirk, you don't understand salaries are higher. If your team compensation is 33%, you don't have any room to give bonuses or pay increases. You know why? Because you have a completely people dependent practice where you have no systems in place and it's fire after fire. When you have a really well-run practice, you can actually have a team compensation percentage that falls into a healthy range of 20 to 25%. You now have latitude to pay people more because you have the profits to do that. And if you pay people, if your team compensation is 33%, please hear this with clear ears. It's not that you're overpaying people. Your business is just a mess that you don't have enough money that you're collecting to service the current payroll. This is my challenge. I could come to your office and in three months, tighten that whole thing up. You guys would collect 30% more, maybe. And you go, wow, my team compensation went down to 22% or 23, 25%. Now I'll tell you what we did. We got this freaking place organized. We didn't touch things nine times. We touched them three times. Do you know what I mean? We got the schedule organized. It's not, you guys, it's not that it's not that hard. Everyone overthinks, oh my gosh, that's like this hidden algorithm. No, it's not. It's every business subscribes to this. So I like the idea of figuring out what people need on a salary and then paying that salary and then upping the game. Now, let me speak to the team members. So if you're a team member listening, here's my question. Do you want to be the highest paid ever? Say yes, please. You want to love your salary? Say yes. Go to your doctor today, tomorrow or the next day and go, doc, come here. I have something to say. I am going to be the best, whatever. I'm going to be the best hygienist, the best front desk person, the best office manager, the best church site assistant you have ever had, like ever. I'm going to take this course, this course, this course, this course, this course. I'm going to be the best you've ever had. And when I get there, you're going to pay me. Every dentist will go, game on. Let's do it. I tell my kids this, and I'll finish this. Don't you dare go to the world and ask the world for anything. The world doesn't want to give you anything. You go to the world and be so good at whatever you decide to do that people go, I got to pay you. Like, I need you in my life. Do you know how short that list is in the world right now? People don't understand that the economic ladder in the country, it's not crowded at the top. It's crowded at the bottom. We are so underwhelmed. This is the opportunity for both the employer and the employee. If I was an employee, I would say this, I'm going to be the best I've anyone's ever had. And I'm going to make sure I'm the best paid. And I would welcome that. You come yeah. work for me and say that I will hire you. I'll probably hire you in a second. So you're, okay. not, you're, you're going to have to prove that. All right. All <laughs> yeah, right so. I love that. I have a course called the irreplaceable hygienist that I've given a couple of times. And it's based off of that entire concept of I, if there, if you are on underwhelmed with your salary or where you are in your career as a hygienist, 
you have to start with like, what can you provide and be the best at that? And then, and then ask for it. I love that idea. I want to take your course. Like sure. that's, that's, you're speaking but, my jam. But and if the, you're listening, you got to take her course, like take her course. But the thing is, is like, I love that when we ask you this question about the end of the year, like and an team appreciation is that like, if this is, if this is something that's really jiving for you and like, really like hitting home that like, maybe, maybe I spend that my end of the year trying to figure out how to compensate my team better than right. that, that's something okay. that, yeah. Yeah. So let me go on the team appreciation thing. It should never be done at the end of the year. Mm. That's sad. It's just sad. Like, I think you should think bigger than that. I think you should think <laughs> quarterly, regularly. Like I have a lot of teams that do thirsty Thursdays on Thursdays. They just stop for an hour and they sit in the back and they might enjoy like a cocktail or just being together. And they just say two words. Thank you. That's all they do. They say, thank you. I do it quarterly. I'll tell you what we do. You don't have to do this, but we land the plane a full week per quarter. So every quarter we land the plane, which means we don't do anything. We all spend our time together. We plan, we think, we talk, we prepare. And then uh, the traction team, our leadership team meets on Tuesdays, a uh, full day. Um, and we do education. And then uh, Wednesday we meet as a team. And on Wednesday night, we go out to the best dinner dinner you've ever had. I laugh so hard that I should wear adult diapers. Like it is so much fun. And so it's a regular appointment. I'm a big fan of atomic habits. Like don't try to do something once, build a habit. So we build that as a habit and then we stack on top of the habit, which means every Wednesday night, I'm hugging people, talking about how fun this is. And then Thursday we do our departmental thing. So I would tell you the end of the year is a bad it's not, it's not horrible, but it's not a good thinking. You should be gratitude, you know, according to the Department of Labor and Statistics, the number one reason people quit their jobs is they don't feel appreciated. Now, one more layer I'll say is this, because I'm not giving you the answers you want. I'm going to give you different answers. We do what are called check-ins. So everybody in my company is required to get a check-in. It's a sit down where we ask you, how you doing? Like, how? what's your personal high? you know, uh, personal low, professional high, professional low, and what can we help you with? You don't have to tell me anything if you're an employee. If you're going through a rough time, you don't have to, but we leave space for it. We leave space for it for like, and I've had team members cry and they're like, I got, I got stuff going on. I'm like, you know what I need to tell me? All I need you to know is I care. And that happens regularly. And you would, you would not believe how powerful that is. Like you got to leave space. And some dentists go, well, I can do that. I'm too busy. Well, that's terrible thinking because when you lose a great team member, you don't just lose a good team or a great team member. You lose all the stuff that comes with it, how you feel, how they make other people feel like. So I think, I think the game has changed since COVID. And I think our new thinking is you got to go all chips in on building a culture. It is not a cliche. Yeah. It is not a ploy. It is not a strategy. It is like your only thing. Cause when you get right people, right seats, they do things you would never, like, I don't know half of what goes on my company. Actually, that's not true. I don't know 90% of what goes on in my company. I just have, I'm just, I'm in a game of creating leaders. Like, and um, so I don't know. I, I, I often don't play well. Like when people go, give me the answer for how we throw an end of the year party. So no, I'm not going to answer then this is why I had you one and why I gave you the questions that I did, because in marketing, at least, you know, you give them what you, they think they're searching for, but you give them what they actually want. <laughs> yeah. At the end and, of the day, you want a great team who freaking yeah. loves you. 
And you could, they go, I, I could probably go across the street and make more money, but I freaking love who I am as a result of working here. Cause these people care. Yeah. Really good. Really awesome. So, it's been great. Jessica, you've yes. been awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> great job, Jessica. We're so proud of you. <laughs> I'm just meeting you for the first time. You're going to do well here. So this is great. She's, she's, she's great. She's an awesome, yeah. she's an awesome one. Um, I, I normally, we ask you this, this, our question that we ask everybody at the end of the show, but you're going to have to find Kirk's other, other, other show to listen to that, which was, what is, what does growth in dentistry mean to you? But you've already answered that. And it's a great episode. So you guys should go li- find that, go listen to it. I think actually we're going to repost that one. Sometimes we've been reposting some of our older ones just to get, get our new listeners listening to it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll do that one just so that you guys can listen. That was a great episode. So um, I will we'll launch that one again. So, well, Kirk, thank you so much. If people Thanks. want to find you to help you make it so that they can give their, their pay their employees more. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do they find you? Just you know, you can come over to actdental.com. It has all of our stuff. Check out the best practice show podcast. Um, but you could also listen anywhere. Like you're going to find great help. So I'm so grateful for you guys. And like they always say in the South, I love how they say in the South. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I have so many great friends. They say, I appreciate you. I'm like, oh, that just makes you feel so good. So (laughs) I God bless your soul. (laughs) Bless your heart. No, it's bless your heart. That's right. Oh, that's cute. Well, this has been Growth and Dentistry Dental Intelligence Podcast. Again, special thanks to Kurt for joining us. And we'll make sure to put those links also in our show notes to actdental.com and Best Practices Podcast as well. Thank you to our marketing department for all their work on this podcast. And also, again, thank you, Jessica, for joining me. I'm Katie Poulsen. Keep growing.